everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. This is our last episode until September, and I'm so thrilled that it's such a hilarious one at that. This week, I'm chatting with musical theater writer Judy Pancoast. Horror was a family affair for her growing up, and she tells me all about how she sat with her older sister in the projection booth projection booth of a movie theater starting at age four and watched movies like The Old Dark House and Rosemary's Baby. She took me back to a time when the only way to see a movie multiple times was while it was in theaters, and she reveals just how many times she went to go see Jaws in theaters. She tells me about meeting Stephen King and him sending her the galley for Pet Cemetery, and what she thinks is the worst crime a horror movie can commit. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review and so appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I think that's it, so let's get into this episode with Judy Pancoast. Hey Judy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, I am. I'm kind of a a strange person because I'm primarily known as a children's musician. (laughs) So I have been writing and performing and recording songs for kids since 1996. But then I have my dark side which is that I've been a horror fan since I was just a tiny little child. My whole family was horror fans, so I was born into it. And I just, you know, so I have that side of me too, which is why on Twitter, I pretty much, that's where I let my freak flag fly. (laughs) With the horror community on Twitter. And I also write dark fiction. Uh, But on the other side, I do children's music and I write musical theater. So I'm a weird person. (laughs) that's awesome yeah you're very you have such varying interests and professions that's awesome so first things first what's your favorite scary movie texas chainsaw massacre how come well because the main reason i like it is because it's so well done it's like a documentary and i'm talking about the original (laughs) i don't like any of the sequels or remakes when I saw it, in fact, I was so excited to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I was there at the very first showing. I lived in Nashville at the time. I got out of work. I zoomed to the theater and I was just so disappointed in it because I didn't want it to be funny. And I read somewhere that Toby Hooper actually intended for the original for people to laugh at it. I'm like, what? What would you laugh at in this movie? There's nothing funny at all in this movie. But it is so much like it's so realistic from the very beginning. It's like a documentary. It's like you're just following these teenagers in their van and it's all like it's really happening. But the thing that really sold me on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was because Sally jumped out the window. Because in so many horror movies, the the final girl or, or any other victim is being chased and they fall down and they just lie there and go, oh, some guy's coming after you with a chainsaw. Are you going to fall down and go, uh, or are you going to jump out a window? You jump out the damn window. Oh, see, I cursed right away. You jump out the window. Come on. And when I saw she didn't even wait, she just went boom right out the window. 
and broke her leg or whatever and kept on running. And I'd like to think that's what I would do if somebody was coming after me with a chainsaw. So again, it was just way more realistic than any other horror movie that I had ever seen at that time. I think I was 12 when I saw it for the first time. I was at a drive-in. And it just has always stuck with me. That's always been my favorite. Although I tend to go more towards supernatural now. I like like more, you know, like The Ring. I really love The Ring. I like, I, I love for, for newer movies, I liked Hereditary, but I hated Midsummer. Oh, in fact, I watched it again recently because so many people love it. So I watched it again and say, maybe I missed something, but I still thought it was stupid. So I... <laughs> No offense to anybody who loves that movie, but no, it wasn't for me. Yeah. So. Awesome. So you mentioned that you come from a family of horror lovers. So how did you first end up falling in love with the horror genre? Well, people don't believe this, but it's absolutely true. My sister was 12 years older than me and my mother didn't believe in hiring babysitters. So at the age of 15, my sister got a job at the local movie theater, the one that played all the grade Z movies. There was a big theater and then there was this theater. So my mother said, if my sister, the condition of her getting this job when she was 15 was that if she had to work when my mother had to work, she had to bring me with her. And I was three years old. So my sister would bring me, she'd sit me in the closed balcony And she would bring me a big cardboard box of popcorn, a soda, candy. And I'd sit up there with a projectionist and I'd watch all these movies. And this was like 1962. So I was seeing like giant spider invasion movies and all these, you know, all these. The first one I remember was called The Old Dark House. And the image that I have in my head is this old lady with knitting needles in her neck. That is the very first horror image that I have in my mind. And I actually looked it up not too long ago to make sure I didn't imagine it. And yeah, that didn't really happen. In that movie. <laughs> and like things like, I remember I had, there was a, there was kind of a, a funny horror movie called two on a guillotine. And my parents had bought me the comic book to go with that. I mean, we just, when I was nine, my mother wanted to go to the drive-in to see Rosemary's baby. And again, didn't believe in babysitters. So she just brought me with her <laughs> at nine years old. I'm seeing Rosemary's baby. And my sister and my brother were in the car too. And they're like, cover your eyes, Judy, cover your eyes during the part where, you know, the devil is impregnating her and I'm not covering, I'm like this, right. You know, what's going (laughs) on. So, and, and we used to just escape to the drive-in all the time. And we saw every gross, disgusting Z movie that played at the drive-in because it was the seventies then. And, and these were all the movies that Joe Bob Briggs shows on the last (laughs) drive-in and worse. I mean, the worst movies you could imagine and just absolutely disgusting. And we saw them all in the seventies when I was coming of age. So yeah, so my whole family loved horror. And so it was a natural thing for me. We used to love to go, we used to go to that same theater when I was like 11, 12 years old, they used to show the American International uh, Ed Growl and Poe movies with Vincent Price and they'd show like three in a row. So you'd go there at like noon, you wouldn't get out till 6 p.m just watching these movies three in a row. And it would be, you'd notice how they had like the same red wine glasses in each movie (laughs) and how they'd show the same scene of a burning wall falling down in each movie and all this, but we loved Vincent Price and, and 
So that was just the thing. That's it. And then, of course, there was Dark Shadows. You must, do you know about Dark Shadows? I don't know about Dark Shadows. What? You don't know about Dark Shadows, girl? Come on. That was the first, you know what a soap opera is? Yes. You young people, I don't know anymore what you know and what you don't know. <laughs> Dark Shadows was the, the one and only gothic horror soap opera. Oh. And one day in the afternoon, my mother was obsessed with the television. She was flipping around and she saw this vampire at 3.30 in the afternoon. She starts yelling, come see there's a vampire on TV. And it was a soap opera that came on every day at 3.30 and we got hooked on it. And it's very, very famous. You can see it in... I think it might be on Hulu or one of those channels. It's a bit, you have to, you have to get educated because okay. every horror fan knows about Dark Shadows. I mean, ever of a certain age and even younger and because it was so crazy. It was live on television. So every mistake that they made oh. and they had like cardboard bats on strings and stuff and people walking through the set. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but it was also, you know, for horror fans, we'd rush home from school every day to watch it. And it, I think it got canceled and, 71 or 72 but it was a it was a really big deal and then just i don't know sometime i think it was in the last 10 years johnny depp made a movie oh yeah yeah um, yeah it's called dark shadows yeah and he played barnabas collins the vampire but he just destroyed it it was bad did oh, you see it i haven't seen it no if you watch the show it was not a faithful reproduction the show was was a huge huge it was a phenomenon. I mean, they even made two theatrical films. No other soap opera ever had two <laughs> movies made from it. And they were hit movies too. So yeah, everybody in that show was like a superstar. So Dark Shadows, that was another thing that we used to watch. Awesome. <laughs> well, I will have to look up Dark Shadows. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Oh, that's an easy one. It's like Stephen King says, he, he explained it. Have you ever read his book, Dance Macabre? No. He explains it very well because people ask, you know, why do you want to go see all this horrible stuff on the screen? Because when you go watch a horror movie, it, you know it's fake. It's not really happening. And for me anyway, I grew up in a very chaotic household. And the things that were happening in my house were far worse than anything I ever saw on a television, on a movie screen. So it's a release. You can go to the movies, you can scream, you can laugh, you can holler at the screen, whatever. And it's a release that you, cause it's all fake. And it's a release of all that tension that you have in your regular life. And especially now the way things are in the world, you know, I think horror, we need it now more than ever as a, as a release for all the tension that we have. Um, yeah, I'd rather yeah. go see a horror movie than a comedy any day of the week. Although I like comedies, but you know, yeah, for for pure visceral letting go of emotions, I actually screamed at the movie theater yesterday. I actually yelped right out loud. <laughs> I went to see the black phone, and I was surprised at myself because I don't usually. But there was the first jump scare that happened. I just yelped, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Although I didn't really like the movie overall that much. Have you seen it yet? Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go see it this weekend, I think, because my friends weren't available last weekend, but mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I've actually heard really good things so far from most people. I know. Yeah. People so, are giving it views and I, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering as it goes on, if that will continue only because, and I don't want to do any spoilers at all, Yeah. but there were so many things that I found unbelievable that it distracted me from the movie. The first half I really liked, 
But then as things went on, and I'm not talking about unbelievable. I'm not talking about the supernatural aspect of it. I'm talking about things that the villain didn't notice. Mm, Okay. Okay. That's all I'll say. Things that the villain didn't notice that he should have seen and he didn't. And I'm thinking, come on, how is this? (laughs) How is he not noticing this? So that's all I'll say. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Currently, Black Phone has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes audience <laughs> score. So, yep. yeah. Well, I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Sinister? Yes. I like yeah. that a lot. Yes. I really yeah. like that. That's you a know, really good one. That, that is a good one. And that does not have a happy ending either, does it? <laughs> no, definitely does not. <laughs> no. But the, the other horror movie that I think the last one I saw before this was X. And I really, really like that too. Have you seen that? Yes. I saw it twice oh. in theaters. Yeah, I did too. I did too. <laughs> and that was really, really good. Re- unexpected. I just, I didn't know anything about it going into it. I think I had heard about it the day before. And I went straight to the movies the next day. And I was blown away by how good it was. And, you know, I really loved that theme being my age. I loved the theme of the old lady getting old and feeling like she's not attractive anymore. She's not a sexual creature anymore. You know, I mean, I don't know if I kill anybody, but maybe I might. (laughs) Because really, you have to look at it like at what age, at what age do we stop? You know, I mean, somebody recently, I went to a writing conference a few months ago and we were sitting around a table and some young guy in his thirties was talking about a piece that he was writing. And he said, well, I didn't want to make up too old because they wouldn't be having sex. And I looked at the guy and I said, what are you talking about? I said, you know, my husband and I are still active. And he goes, what? Really? And he made a horrible face. And it was just like, shut up. I mean, what do you, when do you, when are you supposed to stop? You know? And so the, that theme in that movie really spoke to me as I get, the older I get, the more, you know, it really, I was surprised because I've never seen that addressed in a movie, let alone a horror movie. Yeah. I really like that they put that in there though. I will admit that it, that their sex scene made me slightly uncomfortable, but I think that was the point of it. Cause I think most people right. would be uncomfortable. And I think it's supposed to have, like ask us to look at that and be like, why are you uncomfortable? Exactly. Old people, old people fuck. Um, right. You have to say, you have to say to yourself, when am I going to not want to do this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't feel any different than I did when I was 25 and my husband's still hot. So why would I not want to? Right. You know, and I looked yeah. at her and she was just, I mean, I thought he was going to say, he was saying it was my heart. I thought he was going to say, you know, I'm out of Viagra, but he did. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was a fascinating, it, it fascinated me that they, that they, address that I've never seen that subject addressed in a movie especially from a woman's point of view and I I have to give kudos to the filmmakers who went there yeah are you you looking forward to Pearl the prequel yes very much very much you know when I saw it I didn't even realize that was the same actress oh yeah no I didn't either yeah you didn't either I didn't know until afterwards when I went on Twitter and people were talking about it I'm like oh my god wow that's and then when I watch it again and then you could see but you know yeah apparently to shoot she would have to get up I think they said that it took her about six hours to get into makeup wow so she had to get up at like three or four a.m wow yeah (laughs) that alone (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, the whole time when she was swimming in the lagoon, I just kept waiting for an alligator to come up and eat her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, the other, the, the what's her face there? Brittany Snow got eaten so fast. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> He's the one that went in the water, right? Wasn't yes. it Brittany Snow that went in the yep. water? She got eaten right away. So No, no, how, she didn't. Um, she didn't get eaten right away. She, the, the whatever the alligator was coming towards her, but then she got out. She got eaten later when she was going back over there and it like jumped out at her. Oh, oh, right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm old. This is why yeah. I can enjoy movies over and over again because I forget them. <laughs> but that's not a product of being old. It's just always been that way. I've always yeah, I, been- I, have a, I have a bad memory too, so it's fine. So I have a question for you. Yeah. You've seen Jaws, right? I have. I've watched Jaws once. I watched it during the first summer of the pandemic in 2020. Do you think it's a horror movie? There's a big debate about this. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah, I don't find it's very scary, but it's a horror movie. I have movie. never ever considered it a horror movie. <laughs> I don't, but there are people who do. I mean, there's a lot of people who do. But I, in fact, it surprised me when I saw that people considered it a horror movie because I've never considered it a horror movie. Mm. I guess because for me, it's not really about the shark. It's yeah. more an adventure movie. These three guys, you know, the characterizations, the dialogue. There's not really that much of the shark in it, but a lot of people consider it a horror movie because there's blood and gore but that's not the selling point for me yeah it's about the horrors of capitalism <laughs> that's my all-time favorite movie oh i well, mean jaws? of all of all genres yes that's my so when you ask what's my favorite horror movie i don't go there with jaws but jaws is my all-time favorite movie oh, cool. i saw it in the, the summer it came out i saw it 16 times <gasps> wow well you know back then there was no vcr no dvd yeah. no streaming certainly and so once a movie left the theater, you never knew when you would ever see it again. It would have to show up on some network, you know? So I just kept going back with people who hadn't seen it because it was so <laughs> much fun to watch them all jump and scream. Yeah. You know, I just was obsessed <laughs> with that movie. I went, I was there the very last night it played in October. My father, oh. it was a school night. My father dropped me off at the theater because he knew how obsessed I was. I, I, I tend to obsess with <laughs> That's cool. Oh, that's fun. I can't even, I can't imagine a time when there is not like VHS or DVDs. That's wild. I remember my, I went out with a guy who ran a video store and that was, but nobody owned, we didn't even own it. I didn't know a video player. So you'd have to go to the video store and rent the video player, Oh wow! you know, along with the, with the VHS tapes. And I remember him telling me, you know, I'm not going to stay in this business for long because someday you'll be able to watch any movie you want right from your TV. And I'm like, what? No, that's never happened. This was 1985. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be crazy. But you know, we, we never could have imagined. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel very fortunate that I've seen all this happen, you know, yeah. and that I can watch Jaws anytime I want. <laughs> so what is your favorite subgenre in horror? Well, what do you mean? in terms of slasher like they're slasher psychological ghost again uh, supernatural anything yeah. super i like the supernatural stuff you know because i i want to believe i'm like fox Mulder, you know <laughs> i want to believe slashers are okay i mean there are certain slasher movies that i like you know obviously texas chainsaw massacre would be considered a slasher movie yeah. but i like the stuff that's kind of paranormal you know, I love paranormal activity movies. I yeah. love them. 
Yeah, me you know, too. especially the first one. Oh my God, when she was getting dragged down, pulled down the stairs, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and oh my God, yeah, that whoa, and just those scenes of her just standing over the bed looking at her husband. Come on, and <laughs> and it didn't take much for them to do that movie. Yeah, you know, and also I love Blair Witch Project. People make fun of that movie all the time. They say it's not scary. I'm like, you kidding me? If you were out in the woods, in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, and you heard your friend screaming and you didn't know where it was. And the next day you found his teeth wrapped up in a piece of cloth. You're going to tell me that wouldn't scare you. You got to be crazy. I mean, that I think that movie is really scary. <laughs> so, again, the supernatural, anything that's not inexplainable. I, uh, and, and, you know, the original Halloween, or, or I guess any of the Halloweens are, are supernatural because Michael Myers can't be killed, right? And Freddy Krueger is also supernatural because he comes in your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. What is your favorite, yeah. more recent supernatural movie? Hereditary. Nice. That would definitely be hereditary. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> love that movie. I mean, it did so many unexpected things like the, yeah. the dad burning out. I mean, you didn't, see that. you didn't see that coming, right? Yeah. And that whole scene with the telephone pole, I can't even think about it. I mean, oh, yeah. it was so filled with tension. It was just one of the most tense sequences I've ever seen in a movie. You know, she's choking. He's trying to drive fast. She sticks her head out the window and bam, you know, and then he just leaves her in the oh my god that's just so crazy and gross and disgusting and the whole movie you know it's just the whole and when tony collette starts flying around the house oh yeah <laughs> when when if when she first starts coming into focus in the corner of the room it gets me every time i know it, <laughs> it went in so many unexpected places and you know how it started with her mother you know the whole thing about her mother i didn't really have a very good relationship with my mother either so you know that spoke to me too and all these things like that and you know people don't like that one either they say it had a stupid ending but to me i don't know it made sense to me yeah. you know they were trying to find somebody and first it was going to be charlie but then it couldn't be because her head, head got pulverized <laughs> i should laugh <laughs> Oh God. Anyway, you know, a movie I don't like at all. It was what? A quiet place. Oh, really? Why not? Yeah. I will tell you exactly why. Again, for me, the minute something happens that I find completely unreasonable, it takes me right out of a movie. And that one happened right at the beginning at the first one. I thought the second one was better than the first one. Huh. When, when they were walking back, from their excursion to town and they were getting ready to go over the bridge right before the little boy is taken. Now I'm a mom, okay? I would never in a thousand years have let a child of that age be walking by himself behind everybody, especially when he had already shown that he was irresponsible about being quiet in the store. Yeah, right? that's true. Mm -hmm. I, she had the baby the grownups are all in the front and he's way back by himself that it just didn't make any sense to me. I thought there is no parent on earth that would have done that. And so the minute it happened, I thought I'm out of here. I mean, I wasn't, out. I watched the rest of the movie, but it, it, after that, I was just like, this is not going to make, you know, it just took me out of it. I couldn't, I couldn't buy into it after that. And I didn't think that the dad needed to die, you know, throwing all that, you know, I mean, the way he sacrificed himself, it, mm -hmm. I think he could have, still saved himself and saved them. 
I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Didn't he throw something and make all kinds of noise or something yeah. so that they could come get him? But he could have caused the distraction and gotten away from it, right? Wasn't yeah. it something he could have done to distract the thing somewhere else? And then he could have gotten away and gone with the kids. And he didn't. And the whole baby thing, come on, what oh. baby? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would have a baby in like a world like that. Right. I don't know why you would have a baby in a world like the one we live in. Yeah. So well, that world, I can't. That's another whole another can of worms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We probably don't want to go there right now. Yeah. Again, your- that's why I say escaping to the big black movie theater is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually recently rewatched Rosemary's Baby for the first time ever. Oh. Yeah. So it was. What did you think of it? Oh, I, I liked it. I think it's great. I had watched it once, like maybe like 15 years ago, but I like didn't really get what was going on. And I didn't get the gaslighting because I wasn't really familiar with what gaslighting was at that time. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't really know what, that she didn't have a clue what was going on. Yeah. That her husband had basically sold her out. Yeah. For his own. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I watched it recently again, after having not seen it for a long time. And in my head, I had... In my mind, I, I thought they showed more of the actual baby. At the end. Yeah, I had remembered that too. It's weird. May, like maybe they cut it for the DVD, for the Blu-ray or something. I don't know. In my mind, I thought at the very end when she looked into the crib or cradle that you saw more of the baby, but I was kind yeah. of disappointed. But I also it- remembered that. And I actually watched a show recently where they talk about mass populations that have these memories of things that don't that did not actually happen like really what they say about that I can't remember the exact explanation (laughs) but it was things like you think Febreze is spelled with two e's but it's not oh really yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah I'll try to find the episode and I'll send you a link to it because it's like I was like no that's not how it is but it's not horror related at all so anyways do you have what I wanted to talk about, because it's my claim to fame as a mother. I, of course, I introduced my kids to horror early mm-hmm. on, you know, and my eldest daughter, she's going to be 33 in September. She got obsessed with Scream, the Scream movies. And so when she turned 16, she had no idea that we, that we were doing this. And it was my idea to throw her a sweet six Scream party. Oh, that's so cool. And so... <laughs> Back then it was an unusual thing, but I went to a bakery and I brought a picture of Ghostface and I said, can you put this on a cake? And, and they did, you know, they, yeah. they, they put it on the cake. And then I went, I had a friend who owned a novelty shop and she got 21 Ghostface masks for me. We, we invited 21 kids and they all had Ghostface masks. <laughs> and one of her friends brought her to the movies. And then when they blindfolded her, when she came back, and she went into the backyard and when they took the blindfold off, she was surrounded by 21 people in Ghostface masks. And then that night we showed it outside and my husband dressed up in the whole outfit and came running out during the movie. <laughs> it was great and the cake and everything. I mean, it was great. It was, it was really epic. And, oh. and so now for her 33rd birthday, I'm taking her to Monster Mania Con and five of the cast members are going to be there. And I just paid for the photo, yeah. a lot of money for the photo op for her to get her picture taken with all of them. And she's so excited. She's really excited. Well, <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. The sweet six scream, 16 scream. Yes. Yeah, it's normally yeah. a sweet 16, but it yeah. was a sweet 
six scream. So the invitations went out, sweet six scream, keep this a surprise. Because all her friends knew that she was obsessed with that movie. Yeah. Oh, and you know That's what? You know what? Have you seen? Have you, you've seen the Scream movies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know that the Scream 2, Jerry O'Connell stands on the cafeteria table and sings I Think I Love You to mm -hmm. what's her name? I'm having yeah. it. Sydney. 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 Right. So I took Emma to New York to see him in a show. He was in a show with Alan Rickman. And we stood outside, you know, the stage door and he was being swamped with autographs. But when Alan Rickman came out. Everybody left him. It was like in Charlie Brown. All the people went over to Alan Rickman and suddenly Jerry O'Connell's standing there all by himself. So we went up to him and spoke to him. And I said, will you do me a favor? And he said, what, what do you need? And I said, will you sing I Think I Love You to Emma? And she's like 21 years old, right? And she, he didn't miss a beat. He looks at her, he goes, I think I love you. Oh my God. Uh. It was, she looked just like she did when she was three years old and she saw Cinderella at Disney. I mean, she was like, <gasps> and I have to, yeah, I'm a fan for life because he didn't, yeah. he didn't, you know, he didn't go, I, you know how some celebrities would do that. He yeah. sang it to her and she was thrilled. And I told him, I said, I will love you forever for do, for giving me that moment. <laughs> that is amazing. Was it the show? Was it the play seminar? Yes. Yes, I saw that. Right. I saw that as well. I don't think I saw Jerry O'Connell in it, but I think I saw whoever originated or was in it oh, originally. Okay. But I, yeah. saw, I well, definitely saw Alan Brickman. Yeah, he was great. He yeah. didn't sign any autographs. He just came yeah. out, boom, right to the limo. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we we don't ask for autographs anymore anyway. We haven't asked for autographs for yeah. a long time because it's much better to have an experience with a, with a, I read somewhere, this was a long time ago. Someone asked Bruce Willis why he didn't sign autographs. And he said, because if I'm going to meet somebody, I'd rather talk with them than just oh. sign a piece of paper. And you know, if you stand outside any stage door, you see all these stars and they're signing and they don't talk to the people. And when I went to see Kiefer Sutherland in the show and uh, I, this lady asked, I was standing right there and he came around. And I said, I, I don't want an autograph. I want to give you something. And everything stopped. He goes, you want to give me something? And I said, yeah, I know you have a seven-year-old grandson and I want to give you a copy of my Grammy-nominated children's album. He goes, you got nominated for a Grammy? And I said, yeah. And he threw his arms around me and kissed me on the cheek. Now, if I had asked him for an autograph, I would never have gotten that. Yeah. You know, so it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I was like, he brings out and kiss me on the cheek. <laughs> that's so cool and I, I think I saw on Twitter that you had gotten that for your daughter and then I went and I bought the one with Nev Campbell just Nev Campbell only so oh, I will be at my, yes I will be there too I will be there for all three days because I was like oh well, maybe we'll see uh, so who are your favorite horror directors oh well I think the the, the new one would absolutely be Mike Flanagan yeah he's amazing I'm in awe of him because he I mean those three shows that he's done on Netflix are just so well done and so oh, yeah. scary and riveting. And I think he's the future of horror and Dr. Sleep. I didn't think I would like, and I loved it, you know, and Oculus. And I'm trying to think what's the other one that he did. Sencha. Yes. Yes. And Hush. Ouija, right? Hush and yeah. Ouija origin of evil. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. All, everything I've seen by him, I've been very impressed with old school. You know, I would have to say, I want to say Toby Hooper, but he only did the one movie that I really love. I like, you know, there's not one director that it, I just like movies. Like I'm not that they, they haven't. I mean, Wes Craven probably 
for more than one movie, you know, but really like I like Fright Night. Mm -hmm. That's one of my all time favorite movies. Like The Howling is one of my all time favorite movies. And they're all by different directors. Yeah. You know, so I, I can't say that there's one that I love. That's I totally fair. Who's yours? Mike Flanagan, definitely. Yeah. I like, who is the director of Adam Wingard? He did what Your he- Next. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. And uh, Karen Kasama, who did Jennifer's Body and The Invitation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, a lot of them, a lot of the more modern directors, I don't, don't, don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot of directors' names either. I don't know. Yeah, so. no, I mean, there are people who do that. I'm, I'm not one of them. Although I do listen, you know who Mick Garris, you must know who Mick Garris mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah. I, I, I listen to his podcast, but I'm like a year behind. So I don't, <laughs> you know what I thought was funny? He did, he interviewed the guy who did the paranormal activity movie. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember his name, but he said he just wanted to make one movie. He just wanted to prove that he could make a movie. <laughs> And, and he did this movie on a shoestring budget and it was a huge hit. And then he never cared if he, if he made another movie again. So he just is a consultant on the, on the many, many sequels and he's raking in the dough, but he never really made another movie. He was like, I just wanted to prove that I could do one movie. And I was like, that is so honest. Right. I mean, that's just so honest. I mean, I'd want to say Ari Aster, but I didn't like Midsummer, So I was very disappointed in that. And I used to like M. Night Shyamalan, but I, uh. <laughs> I mean, did you see old? I did see old. Yeah. It was, I always, I, I've seen worse. Well, okay. Yes. I've seen worse than they were his movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But I keep going back because I'll go see any horror movie. I will go see anything in the hope that it will be good. In my opinion, the worst sin a horror movie can make is be boring. Yeah. Oh, did you see men? I did. I did not like men. It was great until the end. Yeah. A lot of people hated the end. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the end was fascinating. <laughs> I mean, it just showed how, you know, they're all alike. Yeah. Right. Aren't they? Yeah. They're just pretty much all alike from the same mold. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. husband's not here, so I can say that. <laughs> did your husband like horror? You know, my husband's weird. He won't say what he likes, but he'll watch anything I watch. Like if you said to my husband, what's your favorite kind of movie? He'd say, I like all the movies. And if you say, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? He'll say, I like all the ice cream. (laughs) And we've been married for 36 years and I can't tell you what his favorite color is. It's He's very strange that way. (laughs) But he watches, he goes to all the horror movies with me and we, you know, we talk about them and stuff. But when I when I was dating him, I wouldn't have thought he would be a horror fan, but the first movie we went to see was a horror movie. And he seemed which one to was enjoy- it? It was, it, well, you might not call it a horror movie. I'm trying to think. Agnes of God. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's not, I don't think it's really considered a horror movie, but it, it was, she had, she was a nun and she had stigmata. To me, it was all our movie. Yeah. It opened up a whole discussion with us about religion and God and all that stuff. So that it was good in that in that sense. But he doesn't stay up. I stay up late at night and watch movies on Shutter, and he <laughs> goes to bed. <laughs> That's cool. There are some really good ones. Did you do you have Shutter? Yeah. You must. Did you see the boy behind the door? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, I was not expecting that to be that good. That was so good. 
you know, and the thing about Shudder is I never know what to watch, you know, because there's some real crap on there. Oh, yeah. And all of the little thumbnails that they have all look bad. You know what I mean? They, yeah. All the thumbnails look cheesy and cheap, you know? So it's like, well, do I want to, you know, do I want to take a risk on this one? But I, I watched that and Martyrs Lane was also really, really good. Did you watch that uh, one? I haven't seen that one, no. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Very creepy. This is the slow burn supernatural stuff. Hmm. Okay, so. Cool. <laughs> so like you said before, you write children's shows and musical theater. Have you ever written a children's show that's, you know, for Halloween? or anything a little scary? Well, okay. Here's, this is not a children's, okay. <laughs> I do have a story. I have a story. Are you ready for a story? Yeah. Okay, so do you know the author, Joe Lansdale? Mm-mm. You familiar with Joe Lansdale? He writes horror, he writes all kinds of speculative fiction. He's from Texas. Uh, he wrote the story, do you know the movie Bubba Hotep? I do not. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's not really a horror movie. It's just a weird, look it up, Baba Hotep. You'll love it. It's really great movie. It's got Bruce Campbell in it. He plays Elvis. Elvis in a nursing nursing home. That's all I'll say. (laughs) But anyway, Joe Lansdale is one of my favorite authors. And long story short, they did a movie of his novella, which is called Christmas with the Dead. It's zombies at Christmas. And this was about six years ago. And I heard about it and I said, oh my God, I have to have, because in addition to children's music, I also have kind of a following in Christmas music. And I said, oh my God, I have to get some music on the soundtrack of this movie. (laughs) So I went to the website for the movie and there was a place where you could write to Santa. And I wrote to Santa (laughs) on the website. I said, please make my Christmas wish come true. Joe Lansdale is one of my favorite authors and I write Christmas music and blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up with three songs on the soundtrack and it's kind of a miracle, but it's also not the best movie you ever saw. And it went straight to video. And I don't even think there's any place where you can see it, but all these strange things happen. The star of the movie is someone you are probably familiar with. His name is Damien Maffei. Do you know Damien, he's, he's, he's in Haunt. He's also in The Strangers Pray at Night. He's the man in the, in the bag. <laughs> and okay. in Haunt, he's the devil. Oh, and okay. And a number of other horror movies. Well, he was the star of Christmas with the Dead. And because I went to the premiere of the movie, I met everybody that was involved in it. And Damien, and I stayed in touch. I stayed in touch with everybody. Damien ended up moving from New York to Maine, which is my home state. And because of his wife and he was born in Maine. This was way before uh, strangers and haunt. And he was kind of in a lull and he organized for a nightclub and comic book store and used bookstore to do a showing of Christmas with the dead. And he said to me, he goes, you're in New Hampshire. Why don't you come up for this? We're, we're flying Joe up and it'll be fun. We'll all be together. So we did it. And that night Joe said to me, he goes, I want this to be my musical. Are you in? And I said, sure, I'll make it. Yeah, we'll, I'll do a musical. I've never done a musical before in my life. And then he kept, Joe doesn't text. He sends emails that are like texts. They're like one sentence. And every few months I'd get a text that would uh, an email that would say, I'm still thinking about that musical, you know? And I'd write back and say, I'm ready when you are. I thought he just wanted me to do the music. And then finally he sends me an email that says, would you like to adapt the whole thing? Oh my God, I've never done anything (laughs) like that in my life, you know? And so I wrote back and said, sure. I mean, I've never done anything like it in my life, but 
you know, he said, well, it'll be a collaboration. You write it, send it to me and we'll see how it goes, you know. So I immediately immersed myself in the world of musical theater, taught myself how to do it, you know, watched Christmas with the Dead 8 million times because I kept having to figure out, you know, how to translate it to the stage. And a year later, we had a finished show and we had a staged reading and it went really well. And it was going to go up fully staged in California when the pandemic hit. And since then, it's just lying there because not, Joe doesn't feel that things have come back enough to, to take it on the road. So it's just lying there. But in the meantime, I've written two other shows. So, <laughs> so I've done a horror show, but it's not for kids. And, and the only thing I've done spooky for kids is I wrote a, a song called The Good Times Goosebumps Motel. <laughs> which is kind of a Halloweeny song about these people who go to, who stop at this motel. And it's actually my favorite song that I, it's one of my favorite lyrics that I've ever written because I think I did a really good job on the rhymes. So it was raining in the morning when we pulled up, pulled up to the honor of the good times Goosebumps motel. When we got inside, there was no place to hide from the monsters that had come up from hell. Hello, they said, we are dead, but we party like we're still full of life. Even Miss Scarlet's here, that clueless dear Colonel Mustard got her in the lounge with a knife. And then there's the chorus. And anyway, they get in the elevator and they go up to the 13th floor and there's a band and they're playing. And, and of course, they, they can never leave. It's like the Hotel California. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the kids love it because it's like big band style. Yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the, whole, the whole chorus is here we party like we're still alive. And I just love that. I love that line. Oh. We party like we're still alive. I want it on a t-shirt. Someday, someday I'll have that on a t-shirt. I Someday I'm going to do it. That's on my list of things to do is a musical based on that song for kids. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's a very mm-hmm. cool story. If you, <laughs> so since you like musicals and Christmas, well, Chris, you write Christmas music and mm-hmm. musicals. Did you ever watch Anna and the Apocalypse? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, of course I watched it because it's Christmas and zombies. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, that's what <laughs> that is. I really liked it. I don't know why it didn't like take off. You know, not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, I think it's like indie in like the British horror scene. So I think that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I saw it on TV, but I can't remember where I streamed it. Was I think it- it's Hulu. Oh, probably. OK, yeah. Yeah, I was very curious when I heard about it. You know, I'm like, oh my God, it's Christmas and zombies. That's us. <laughs> but it was so different than our story, you know, and it was a lot more fun. Ours is a little bit darker yeah. than that. But yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. And I'm originally from Waterville, which is okay. central Maine. And yes, I do know Stephen King. <laughs> do <laughs> you? always ask me that. Are oh, you from Maine? Do you know? Well, I did. I don't know him now, but yeah. I mentioned before that I was a radio DJ mm-hmm. and I worked for the station that he owns up in Maine, up in Bangor. Oh, wow. I was working there when he bought it. So that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun because cool. I was a fan, big fan. And then he bought the station I worked for and he bought all new equipment and we had New Year's Eve at his house. And, you know, it was pretty oh. cool. It was, it was, he was very nice, very nice, very nice man eccentric, you know, I mean, doesn't want to be treated any differently than anybody else in town, but everybody knows he's loaded. (laughs) I mean, there's like a wing of the library. There's the Tabitha and Stephen King wing of the library. And, Hmm. you know, they're very, they're, they're they're nice. They're nice people. Everybody likes them. Yeah. That's good to hear. My, my aunt said that she saw him in like a CVS in Bangor once and he looked like a homeless person. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, when, when he used to come into the station, we weren't supposed to treat him any differently than, you know, we would treat anybody else. But one day he came in and I had just read the novella, The Body, which, which Stand By Me was based on. Mm-hmm. And I had just read it. And it moved me because at that point, I had never read anything like that by him. You know, everything was horror and that is not horror. And it was so beautifully written and it made me cry and everything. And he was leaving and I said, you know what? Screw it. This is my only chance. (laughs) And I went up to him and I said, I have to ask you, I know I'm not supposed to talk to you about this, but I just read the body and it was just so great. I have to ask you, is it autobiographical? And he looked at me and he said, I'll never tell. And he turned around and walked out. And then my boss yelled at me. What have I told you? You're not supposed to go all fanny. Well, they didn't say fangirl then. You're not supposed to go all fan on him. Blah, 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 blah. And then I don't remember how much longer. It could have been a week. It could have been a month. I came into work one day and my boss says, Steve wants you to have this. And it was the galley for Pet Cemetery. Steve <gasps> wants you to read this. He wants to know what you think. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and you know what? At the time, he said that's his one book that will never be made into a movie because a kid gets killed. Yeah. So I guess now it's been made twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Money costs. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so an article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Were they all watching horror movies? <laughs> you know, Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know, to me, everybody was talking about how they had nothing to do, but I'm self-employed. So I was doing stuff throughout the pandemic. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I was making music, I was writing music, and I'm a piano teacher. I was teaching piano lessons on Zoom. So I was never sitting around looking for stuff to do. My husband and I one day said, let's make a jigsaw puzzle. And that lasted like one day and then we never went back to it (laughs) he was working from home i was working from home but why would we handle the pandemic oh i don't know i guess because all of that horror fiction had prepared us so well you know the stand and all of those movies like uh what was that one with the bat with the that attacked the pig and then the chef oh contagion Contagion. Shook, her, shook it's the chef's hand yeah Contagion. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> right I mean so I guess to us it was just like a you know everyday occurrence yeah <laughs> I don't know why do you what did the article say I think it's because we just watch all the zombie stuff all the time so we we were just prepared mentally for yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was it was Captain Trips right coming yes. coming to Stephen King predicted it how many years ago yeah right so <laughs> How do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're just hanging out and looking for something to watch? Again, that's difficult. I save like the bloody disgusting articles. I look up, you know, best horror movies of 2022, best horror movies of 2021. And I look for stuff that I haven't seen. And then I search for it streaming online. If there's something that I haven't seen. Other than that, I, you know, late at night, I go on Shutter and I look at all those disgusting looking thumbnails and go, oh, that looks, uh, that doesn't look like it's any good. Uh, that doesn't look like that. <laughs> it's a crapshoot, you know? I mean, that's, it's, it's a crapshoot because I've seen all the ones that I, you know, I, I've seen so many that it's hard to find one that I haven't seen that I've heard of. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. So anything I haven't seen is something I haven't heard of. So I'm not going to know what it is. Right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. 
totally. How do you decide what to watch? I do a lot of scrolling. I have a, I have a, a watch list of movies that I want, want to watch, but I usually never go to that. So I just like turn on a streaming service and then like see what catches my eye maybe. Right. Well, you know what happens with me because I'm old. Sometimes I'll start watching a movie and like halfway through I'll go, I've watched this before. (laughs) (laughs) That happened recently with a movie called, it starts with a C, Oh, Coherence. It's on Amazon Prime. It's not really horror. It's like kind of, more like thriller but I started watching it and then I was like I've I watched this already and I looked at my letterboxd list and I was like yep I watched this already that's why it looks familiar (laughs) oh good so it's not just me because I'm old no No, there was a movie about they were like flipping houses or something and and I was watching it and yeah it was a haunted house they were trying to fly I don't know I don't remember but about a half an hour into it I went I think I've seen this (laughs) (laughs) I should make a list yeah letterboxd that's where you make the list right that's where Mm -hmm. I think I started that once and I said, you know what? This is just another time suck. <laughs> <laughs> but but it can be helpful. Huh? It can be helpful. Yes. I was going to say, it would probably save me from watching the same movie that I've already seen. Yeah. <laughs> do you watch, do you watch uh, Last Drive-In? I don't. Those movies aren't really my kind of movies. Oh, um, I, I tried to watch one a couple of weeks ago and I was like this, it was like some black and white 1970s or 60s horror movie and I'm like no it's not for me you know they're they're very interesting because they'll show something like the original Nosferatu and then they'll turn around and show some disgusting cannibal movie (laughs) (laughs) well just I can't eat while I'm watching it it's just so gross and I have to turn it off (laughs) you know Uh, so he goes he's all over the place he's all I mean he showed some really good movies though he showed the little girl who lives down the lane with Jodie Foster, that's a that's a good movie. That's on Shutter. If you, it's, I wouldn't call that horror. That's more like psychological suspense. But what did he show? The stepfather on Father Father's Day weekend. That's a good horror movie. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's a good one. I would okay. recommend that to you. Yes. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll put that on my list. Okay. <laughs> Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? That I won't watch ever again. Mm. I don't like these trauma disgusting cannibal movie. I really don't. Although, you know, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I saw that first run in the movie theater when I was nine years old. Wow. Now, let me tell you what. Let me tell you about that. Okay. We went to see it. It was in black and white. We went to see it at that same movie theater that I'd been going to since I was a little girl. And this, you've seen it, right? Yeah. So the, I call it the barbecue scene where the gas tanks blow up. And that's when the zombies start really you know pulling out the intestines and eating them and no one had seen anything like that ever before it was i mean we've all seen it now a million times but no one had ever seen people got up in droves and ran for the bathroom to throw up (laughs) they did i mean i was sitting not too far from the bathroom and they were in there throwing up and i was just like i went oh my god they're eating them (laughs) and and then I remember my brother and I would walk home from the movie theater and I was fine everything was fine but when I got home my mother was grinding meat with an old-fashioned meat grinder which you've probably never seen it like hooked onto the counter and she put the meat in it and twirled the thing and it would and that made me sick I went into that (laughs) and threw up then but years and years and years later when I lived in New Hampshire George Romero came to town. 
because, and I, I still to this day can't figure out how this happened, but they were trying to build an independent movie theater. And all of these kind of snotty people were raising money to build this independent movie theater. And for some reason, they got George Romero to come to town and do a talk and show two of his movies. And you could meet him. He did a meet and greet before oh, cool. the show. And I told him that story. And you know what? I'm sure he's heard stories like that a million times. But I told him that story about when I saw Night of the Living Dead. And he laughed. He acted like he had never heard anything like it before. He enjoyed it. He said, I really enjoyed here. Thank you for sharing that with me. And it was wonderful. You know, it was really wonderful. And when he was talking up there about, you know, how to, a lot of people asked him how, uh, how to become a director and stuff. And he would say, just get on a set, just get on a set any way you can get on a set, get coffee for the director any way you can. And there was this, I got in line during the Q and A and there was this kid in front of me. He was probably 15, 16 years old. He says, Oh, I want to be a director. I want to be a director so bad. And I said, well, he just said, he's going to be making a new movie. Ask him if you can come and be a gopher on a set. <laughs> And he didn't. He didn't do uh, it. I'm like, you idiot. I mean, how could he have said no, right? When yeah. he just said in front of this whole youth is wasted on the young, I'm telling you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I don't know how I got into that story. Yeah. You asked me, what did you ask me? Oh, a movie I'd never watch again. Yeah, there was one that Joe Bob showed. I don't know what the name of it was, but it was a cannibal movie and it was. I would never watch that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, in general, I don't like cannibal movies. Yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> so have you ever had any other noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters besides Night of the Living Dead? Noteworthy. Oh, when I saw the Blair Witch Project, I stood in the back. Yeah. When people were leaving and there were so many people who thought it was real, oh, you know, because they had done that yeah. whole pain mm-hmm. on TV and really hoodwinked the public. <laughs> you know, I, by the time I saw it, I had heard that it wasn't but I stood in the back just because I wanted to see so I stood by the door as people were walking out and I would say the majority of the conversations I heard people thought it was real so yeah that was that was really interesting you know cool. other than that just all those times I went to see Jaws if you want to consider that movie. when I went to see it I think it was the second or third time I went to see it with my brother and I had long hair and I was leaning back in my seat and my hair was going over the back of the seat and the scene where Brody is chumming and the shark comes out of the water. The guy behind me, his legs flew up and his feet went on my hair and he was pulling my hair and I'm screaming and everybody else is screaming, but I'm screaming because this guy is pulling my hair. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so <laughs> I'm annoying. I'm trying to tell my brother, hey, I can back at me to get off my hair. But oh. any other experiences in a movie theater? Have I had any other experiences in a movie theater that are strange? Not really. Just the Night of the Living Dead is the one that really comes to mind. Because again, that was, you know, like something we'd never seen before. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> what has been your favorite horror movie that you've seen so far in 2022? X. X movie was definitely the, the my favorite that I've seen in 2022. What else has even come out in 2022? <laughs> Scream 5. Well, you know, I liked it, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you like it what'd you think I liked it I liked it a lot yeah, yeah I mean it wasn't the worst screen movie but I liked it because it felt it felt kind of very similar to the first one if it was like a little bit darker so that's yeah what I, like. I liked the connections that they made to yeah. the, to the original cast 
but I didn't think that they used the original cast that they did have enough, you know, but I guess they're phasing them out. So (laughs) Dewey Dewey is dead, not, not David (laughs) Arquette. (laughs) Did that surprise you that they killed Dewey? No, I knew they were going to kill one of them. They had to kill somebody, right? And he wasn't doing very well. He was living in a trailer and he was not going so. Yeah. I mean, I I liked it fine. I liked it fine, I guess, but it didn't, it wasn't like I came out of it. I mean, I remember when I was in the theater, I was texting my daughter going, you're going to love this. And she did. She absolutely loved it. You know, I guess for me, I'm kind of screamed out just like I'm also Halloweened out. Oh my God. Don't make it. I hated the last one. I hated it. It was terrible. (laughs) Oh, it was, wasn't it? It was just so so awful. And that guy that Brat Pack guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh. All it was was him screaming through the whole yeah. movie. Oh you my know? God, I was so mad when I left that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just a, an excuse. It should have ended with him dying in the basement. They should have just stopped it there. They shouldn't have let him get out. When they when they set the house on fire, that should have been the end. Yeah. I mean, we all know he can't be killed, right? So how are they ever going to end it? They can't kill him. Well, Halloween ends <laughs> comes out in I know, October yeah. or whenever. And so. we'll all go see it because we're lemmings, right? We're yeah. all going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. What horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in the rest of 2022? I was looking forward to the Black Phone. You tell me. What else is coming out? Um, what am I looking forward to? <laughs> well, Halloween Halloween ends. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Nope by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen the previews for that now twice. Yeah. And that looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah. There's a movie that's coming out called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I don't know anything about that. It's like a, it's a slasher. It looks like, okay. yeah, it's a slasher. Yeah, I think it looks good. I Okay. Something called Prey. It's the fifth installment in the Predator franchise. No, I'm not into those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me neither. There's a movie called, coming out called They Them, which I think is about. Oh, it takes place at a gay conversion camp. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I don't it's Kevin know Bacon. So. Oh really? Oh well, I yeah. like Kevin. I love him. So, I, in fact, that what's the name of that big horror movie that he did? Not Tremors. Friday the Thirteenth. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. The other one, the more recent one with the bodies wrapped in plastic in the backyard, and he's digging all these holes. What the hell was the name of that one? You know, you know, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. What's it called? I have it in my collection. You should have left? No, 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 nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Darkness. No. Stir of Echoes. Yes, that one. Stir I haven't Echoes. seen that, but. Oh, that's a good one. I highly <laughs> recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. I'm a big Kevin Bacon fan. I love him, you know, awesome. and, and that's a really good movie. Yeah. Awesome. So we still, yeah, we still have some horror to look forward to in the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. The Jordan Peele one looks really good. Yeah. And it has the guy from The Walking Dead, the one whose head got smashed in. Yeah. He's in too. I like him a lot. Um, watch, I stopped watching The Walking Dead when they caught Negan and didn't oh. kill him. I went, you got to be kidding me. After what he did? No yeah. way. I, mean, I, I stopped watching it at like season seven or eight. I, I'll finish watching it when it's totally over. It might already be totally over. Didn't they, they, they didn't end it. I thought they did. I, maybe they already did. I'm not okay. sure. I haven't kept up with it, but I saw De- Denai Gurria who played Michonne. I saw her play Richard the third in Shakespeare in the park last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I love her. Fun. She was, she yeah. was a, a great character. 
very good actress. Yeah. But that show just went in so many weird directions. <laughs> but when they caught Megan and didn't uh, didn't immediately wipe him off the face of the earth again, that's when I went, no, you know, I yeah. can't buy that. I can't <laughs> buy that they wouldn't after all after what he did. Yeah. 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 <sighs> You've lost me. <laughs> Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like, or do you have any unpopular horror movie opinions? Unpopular horror movie opinions. Oh boy. I have horror movies that I really love that it seems like nobody ever talks about. Like there's a movie called Joyride. Have you ever heard of this movie? I've, I've heard of it. One of my favorite horror YouTubers was talking about it recently. Yeah. I really love that movie. I, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a, I guess you'd call it a slasher movie. I mean, it's a, it's not supernatural at all. It's a murderer, but it's, it's one of these things where, you know, they play a stupid trick. They, you make one wrong move kind of movie, you know, make one wrong move and then you're doomed. Your fate is sealed. And, oh, this is awful. I'm the worst person to interview because I can't remember anybody's name, <laughs> but okay. it's got that guy, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is in it and he's really good oh, yeah. at it. And I highly recommend it. Joyride. I always watch that on Halloween. Unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. I think the best Friday the 13th movie is the, not Friday the 13th, Freddy. What's his movie called? Nightmare on Elm Street movie is the third one. Okay. Dream Warriors. That's the best one. What do you think? Is that an unpopular Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. So. I don't think any of the Friday the 13th movies are worth watching after the first one. I don't even think the first one is worth watching. I don't oh, think it's very on. scary. So, yeah. But, but again, that's one where, you know, the first time we saw it and it turned out to be the mother. Yeah. It ended, it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, you know, but all these things, I mean, everybody knows it now. So you can't get surprised by it. And when Jason yeah. came out of the water at the end, we were like, whoa. But of course, the first movie to do that was Carrie. The first movie to do the big surprise ending with the, yeah. you know, the big, you think everything's done and then something shocking happens yeah. at the very, very end. The first movie to do that was Carrie. Do you like Carrie? I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's, I've seen it once, I think. So I've seen the, the musical. I've seen the musical though. I, I like as well. The musical was fun. It was so cheesy. Yeah. So, yeah. It didn't last long though, did it? No, I think it closed on opening night when it was on Broadway, but then they brought oh, it back in 2011. Off so Broadway. you've only seen, you've only watched Carrie once. I can't even yeah. count the time I've watched that movie. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just, again, I really love a horror movie that has really good characters and emotion and relationships. And to me, the scene at the prom where Carrie dances with Tommy, oh my God. <laughs> That's not even the scariest, any, it's not scary, but you know, she's, he's twirling her around and he's so cute and she's so shy and she's never experienced anything like that ever before. And yet, you know, what's coming and she's so happy and the camera is spinning around and they're playing that song. I never dreamed someone like you could love someone like me. And it's just every teenage girl's dream. Right. And then boom, it's all going to hell in a handbasket. You know, I, I just yeah. love that movie. It's so good. I quote it all the time. They're called breasts, mama. And every woman has them. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's awesome. Maybe I'll have to, to rewatch it soon. Oh my God. Yes. I'd say to my daughters, your dirty pillows are showing. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's what we do in our house. We pull horror movies. That's awesome. <laughs> popular. I don't know. What are my unpopular horror movie opinions? I don't know. I, uh, well, I guess because I didn't like the black phone. That's my new one. <laughs> that That Everybody is it. loves it. I wasn't crazy about it. I just <laughs> thought it was, you know, I was bored toward the middle. Fair enough. I picked up my phone and started tweeting. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. You know, I'm going, yeah, I'm bored. You know, and everybody's <laughs> like, why are you tweeting during the movie? Because I'm bored. <laughs> if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? I could remake one horror movie. Which one would it be? <gasps> oh, what would I remake? I don't know. The ones I really love, I would never remake. Uh, remake one horror That's a really movie. Good question. That is a really good question. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm a sucker for practical effects. And that's the reason why I hope nobody ever redoes Jaws because I would hate to see that with a digital shark. It would just be uh, so awful, you know? Yeah. And, and things like The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, I would not want to see that done digitally, yeah. you know, because it just loses the magic. Yeah. Uh, what horror movie would I remake? Can you give me one second? I'm going to go look yeah, at my sure. pile of movies. All right. <laughs> Hang on, edit this. What would I remake? Um, oh, I know, I know. I know what I would remake. I would remake Phantasm. Mm. and make it better okay cool <laughs> have you seen phantasm i have not it's very interesting and the first time i saw it i was just a kid and i was fascinated by it but it doesn't hold up on on rewatching. okay you know it's i mean you can just tell it's very low budget but there are people who absolutely love it and no offense to don coscarelli you know uh, but i would remake that and make it much more intense with better acting and better special effects. So that would be the movie I would remake because it has a great story. It just, you know, it needs updating. Awesome. But then there are movies that like, have you ever seen the movie Fright Night? I haven't, no. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Okay, I know, you it looks to... a little cheesy. I don't know. What? <laughs> stop. Okay, stop right there. You can't see the remake, okay? Because right. that sucked. You have to see the original and you have to, yes, it's eighties. Okay. It's got eighties music and all this stuff, but Chris Sarandon is the best vampire ever. Okay. And it's just so good. Oh my God. With Roger Cal, <laughs> it's that's top five for me. The original Friday night and the howling. Have you seen the howling? I haven't because it's an eighties horror movie. So it's not going to be, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> what? You don't like any eighties horror movies? Not really. <laughs> What are you judge? What are you basing this on? What horror movies have you seen that are 80s that you don't like? Return of the Living Dead. Nightmare on Elm Street was fine, I guess. I've seen some of the Halloween sequels that I think came out in the 80s, maybe. Okay, you can't count those, all right? You can't <laughs> count those because they're sequels. Please, please do me a favor. I mean, I don't really know you or know your tastes okay but if you watch the howling and don't like it i'll be really shocked <laughs> i will i will okay. it's just so good and it's it's just so good and have you seen american werewolf in london yes i didn't really like that either oh no i don't like it either i don't like it either to me the howling is a thousand million times better okay. than and it and you have to it's done and it, it is in a little bit, what's the word I want to say? Not cheesy, but farcical. 
but also really scary. And I love Dee Wallace. She's one of my, she's like my favorite scream queen. Okay. And so I love her and I just love, I found it very scary. I thought the special effects for the time were very, very good. The Howling, I highly recommend. And Fright Night, I just love. Because to me, Fright Night has one of the best supporting characters ever in any horror movie. And that is the character of Evil, as played by the actor who played him in that movie. I, I just, please watch them. And then get okay. back to me and tell me <laughs> if you like them. Really, I, I okay. just, and try to have an open mind. Don't just okay. go, oh, this is cheesy 80s music, whatever. <laughs> There's cheesy 80s music in Fright Night. But they both, I, I love those movies. They are, I couldn't live without them. So <laughs> You be quiet. I'm the one being interviewed here. My <laughs> husband, he just came in and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will give them a try. I just wanted to let you know, since you love Jaws so much, it's a little bit too late to see this, but the Seattle rep in Seattle, Washington, they staged Bruce, which is the musical right. version of Jaws. So yes, it's closing on July 3rd, but. But you know what? But you know what? Robert Shaw's, the guy who played Quint, his son actually has his own show called The Shark is Broken. And it played in London's West End and it's coming to Toronto and I'm going to go up and see that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited to do that. So Awesome. Anyway, yes. (laughs) Well, my last question is if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? With one horror villain? Oh my God. It would be Chris Sarandon from Fright Night. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Awesome. Absolutely. Oh yes, you can bite my neck anytime, any day. All right. Well, awesome. This has been so much fun. Thank you for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Oh yeah. I'm at judypancoast.com. P-A-N-C-O-A-S-T. Pancoast. And yeah. And I'm on Facebook, same name, Twitter, same name. It's all Judy Pancoast. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm really delighted. And you know, I feel honored to have been chosen to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you and I will see you around on Twitter soon. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Judy Pancoast and thanks again to Judy for coming on. I'll leave links to her socials in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at whostherepc at gmail.com. Also, I will be at Monster Mania Con the weekend of August 12th. So if you see me, come say hi. And we'll be back in September with new episodes. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.